Welcome to Simply Happy, a show where you'll be learning how to shift into a more positive perspective in easy-to-manage steps. Who am I? My name's Olivia. I'm a mother, a wife, the driven woman behind SimplyAlley.com, and someone who ditched bipolar, anxiety, and depression through mastering my mindset and emotions. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your girl Olivia coming at you with the steps you need to take to uplevel your mental health game because that's how we switch from just surviving to thriving. Am I right? Yes. Yes, I am because I'm talking to myself right now. <laughs> no, I'm talking to you. And today we are going to talk about easing overwhelm. Um, this is so important. It's so crucial because overwhelm is bound to happen in our lives. We are bound to experience it. And yes, there are things we can do to be proactive, to minimize the amount of times we experience overwhelm. But if we come across it, whether it's in work, our relationships with kids, with, you know, facing our fears, pursuing our dreams, all this stuff, um, if we don't know how to navigate it, if we don't know how to ease that overwhelm, then it ends up harboring anxiety, stresses, can, you know, push people into depression because we're just not processing these emotions and we're letting them overrun our lives, basically. Um, And if it's not coming out, it's being bottled up. So so I want to talk about really some some different strategies to help you ease overwhelm in this episode because it is so crucial to help you really minimize stress in your life and to help you, you know, better navigate the bad, bipolar anxiety and depression and really ease those extreme feelings because we know that they are so extreme. So I do want to remind you that if you're not already, please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast because a new episode does drop every single Wednesday. And when you're subscribed, you don't have to go look for it. It's going to pop up automatically right there for you. So whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, all the other places you could possibly listen, make sure you're subscribed. That way you're getting notified when your girls podcasts go up. And I'm going to read review of the week really quick. And this one is a five-star review titled Great Podcast with a heart emoji by Tina Katz. And it says, thank you, Simply Ollie, for being so kind and saying all the right things in each and every episode. You've changed my life. Keep changing others. Thank you for this. Thank you so much, Tina Katz. Oh my gosh, that was such a sweet review. Please, if you have not already, also go subscribe, go leave a review. It can be whatever star rating you want, but if you're really digging this podcast, it's important to leave a review because it helps more people find it and it helps, you can you can say a little something and I can read it on the show and I can also read it for myself and keep it in my heart. So, so if you haven't already, please go do that um, on iTunes, leave a review so that you can share some love. You can spread spread some insight because I do know that people look at the reviews. If they're checking out the podcast and they want to see if they want to listen, they will look at the reviews first. So your review could really help somebody um, get the help that they need, especially if they're dealing with bipolar anxiety and depression. Alrighty, let's talk about easing overwhelm. Oh my gosh. Now, truly, overwhelm really ends up forming. Um, really ends up forming when we feel this loss of control. Have you ever thought about that? Think about a moment right now when you've just felt beyond overwhelmed, you know, like your brain is racing, 
you don't know what to do next. You're like, I'm freaking out. You know, it's that moment of almost like panic um, when you're experiencing overwhelm, not just like, oh, there's a lot of things on my plate. I'm talking like full on overwhelm where you just kind of want to run away. You're like, maybe I could just pack a little bag, throw it over my shoulder and just go because this is just too much for me to deal with. And again, whether that's in your family life, whether that's in relationships, friends, jobs, personal endeavors, all of the things, okay? Overwhelm is that moment when you're just like, I don't think I can handle this. And it's because we feel like we no longer have control over the situation internally or externally. So uh, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, it's kind of like, a snowball rolling down a hill and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So how do we stop the giant snowball? Well, we're going to get a massive <laughs> flamethrower. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get a flamethrower and we're going to melt the crap out of that thing. <laughs> this is my strategy. <laughs> no, but you know, overwhelm, I really, I really want to help you dissipate it because there there are ways to do that and they're actually a lot simpler than maybe you think and I think that's why people can overlook how to ease the overwhelm because they one don't think it can be that simple or two they again it's you're at this point of like I would just rather run and so it's easier to freak out and it well not that it is easier but it can feel easier if that's what you've always known to freak out, to run, to get angry, to get, um, to shut yourself off. All of those reactions to overwhelm, if that's something we have done when we were younger, or if that's something we have learned, then that's going to be easiest to go to. But when we start implementing these new strategies and you start doing them on repeat, then it's going to become familiar, it's going to become easy, and it's going to become your go-to. Um, so at first, you know, it might feel awkward, it might feel maybe a little forced, but that's okay. All things start that way, all new habits start that way, because that's what this is. This is creating a new habit for how you deal with overwhelm, how you process it, how you navigate it. Okay, and really, the main way we're going to do this, and these are, I'm going to give you different strategies that really fall under this, but it's about making small moments. And I'm talking freaking small, okay? About making really small moments that help us regain internal control and they help us relax. And maybe this is something you've done, but if also if you're not recognizing it for what it is, if you're not doing it intentionally, then you're not going to, like that is just going to help add when you recognize it, when you do it intentionally, it's going to help add to you feeling that relief from the overwhelm, like straight up. When you can recognize something or implement it intentionally, it takes whatever you're doing up a notch because, you know, it's one thing for somebody to tell you, yeah, like the next time you're overwhelmed, just breathe, right? Just do some breaths. And if you're sitting there and you're like, <sighs> but like you don't really care that you're doing it, then it's not going to feel good. But if you're sitting there and you're like, because you're being intentional and you know that, okay, by taking these breaths, I'm going to help ease this overwhelm, then you're going to get a different 
result. So that's why you've heard me talk about it on the podcast before. That's why I'm all about holistic action. It's not about just doing the thing physically, like breathing. It's also about pairing it with a mental action. So that would be the physical action is the breathing. The mental action would be the the thought of by doing this breathing, I'm helping calm myself down. Okay. And so pairing those things together is going to give you that result. And if you were to just, because if you just do the physical, right, then you're just breathing. It may help a bit, but maybe not as much as it could. If you're just doing the mental of like, yeah, I know if I breathe, then I'll feel better, but you don't do the breathing, then you don't really feel better. So holistic action, physical action paired with mental action. If you don't have that tattooed on your forehead yet, do it. Please don't do it because I don't want to be, oh, I'm not going to be the one responsible for that if you made that choice. (laughs) No, um, but seriously, that holistic action is everything. It takes everything to the next level and it makes everything that you do have a much bigger impact in your life so that you have more success. Um, Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about making small moments. All right. So the first one I want to talk about is it's going to involve that breathing. I just (laughs) did an example about, (laughs) but it really is a short meditation with mantras. Now, if like, you know, if you're like, Olivia, I don't know how to meditate. I don't know what that is. Um, I do have like a free resource for you. If you need help learning how to meditate, I meditate like six minutes at a time. Yo, I'm not telling you to sit there and meditate for like 30 freaking minutes. Six minutes is a massive help. Um, and I have some recorded audio meditations for you to listen to. So if you go to www.simplyolly.com slash meditations, um, it'll give you a guide that walks you through how to do it, what the, what the process is like, why it's so beneficial, but also it's going to give you two um, meditation recordings where you get to hear my beautiful voice talking to your ear. <laughs> one that is just kind of a releasing meditation, just kind of your standard meditation. The other one that is more of a empowered meditation. So I like to do meditations with mantras and that empowerment meditation is going to be the meditation with mantras. Um, And mantras are really just phrases of like, I am calm, I am at peace, or you can even be like, "Uh, I can handle this, I've got this. My go-to, my students always repeat it at me. (laughs) They're like, like, I've got this, I've got this, because I say it to them all the time and they say it to each other and it's adorable and I love it. Um, But yeah, so doing a short meditation, really where you just slow things down, you breathe, you know, really kind of close your eyes to help eliminate some of the distractions and really get centered and focused. And then having those mantras so that you're kind of reinforcing like this is who I want to be versus this is the current situation. And that is you implementing this or exercising this um, power of choice in how, you know, how you're handling the situation, how you're easing the overwhelm. And that's just going to help bring things down, calm things down. And the mantras can be really specific. Say you're overwhelmed at work and you're like, there are so many tasks and you can just use a mantra like, I am great at, um, let's see, let me think for a second. Like I am great at efficiently executing tasks. I don't know. That was really like, those were thick words right there. But you get what I'm saying, like you can make them very specific to the current situation or they can be general, like I've got this, if that's whichever one resonates with you the most. But that, I love meditations. They are my jam. They help bring me back and 
get me away from the freak out zone. So I definitely recommend that. And if you tell me you don't have time to meditate, I'm going to tell you right now, you've got six minutes. Even if you're at work, go pee, go to the bathroom, sit on the toilet. You can multitask this if you want. Sit there, pee and meditate. I don't care. <laughs> um, or go sit in your car or go sit in a room or go find a closet. I don't know. If you don't care about people watching you meditate, then just sit on the floor. I've done that too. Oh my goodness. My phone is exploding. It's not exploding. It's fine. Okay. Second thing we can do to make those small moments to help us regain that internal control and relax because overwhelm, I do want to give you this reminder. It's not about trying to control what's happening externally. Okay. That might be a next step that we can take where, you know, maybe you could be like, Hey, you help me with this and you help me with this. And then everything's going to, you know, kind of ease up externally. But the first thing you need to do is like chill things out internally because you have control over that. So if something is sideways and you can't control what's happening externally, you do have control over you. Okay. So the second one is to just make some space to cool down. Okay. Very simple. Walk away. Not forever. Don't run away. Don't get in a car and leave forever. (laughs) But, you know, make some space. Um, This is something I definitely teach to my students in my program, Beat the Bad, which, by the way, is opening up later this month. So if you have been interested in that program or you're interested in working with me to beat bipolar anxiety and depression and you are a woman who is determined to beat this thing, then you can go to www.simplyolly.com slash BTB and hop on the wait list so that you're notified as soon as the doors open later this month. Um, but even when I teach in the uh, the second module communication, you know, I talk about conversations. I say, hey, you know, if you are feeling overwhelmed in a conversation with somebody, like you can, you can kindly tell them like, hey, um, can you, you know, I'm really enjoying this conversation right now. I'm really, you know, I really want to keep talking about this. But can you just give me a moment really quick? I need to just um, step away for a moment and I will be right back because I want to keep talking. And so when they get overwhelmed in conversations, I teach them it's okay to kind of make some space, let yourself cool down. And that way you can kind of go back in with intention. And that'll be kind of the next points I talk about. But they can make some space to cool down, to calm things down so that they can re-enter a conversation or re-enter a situation and not feel flustered or not feel overwhelmed by their emotions. So making space is so simple. Like it really could be walking into another room. It could be going outside for a breath of fresh air. It could be, you know, just like literally leaving the space that you're in to go into a different space because you know, you're kind of feeling this energy that's happening in this one space and you're like, okay, let me just walk out. Oh, good example of this. This is, this is going to sound random, but have, have you been watching the glass blowing show on Netflix? Um, oh gosh, what is it called? Dude, I can't, what is this glass blowing show called? Glass blowing show on Netflix. Do you hear how fast I'm typing right now? Uh, blown away. (laughs) Okay. On this glass blowing show, um, you know, they're working against the clock. Um, they're feeling the overwhelm, right? Because they have the pressure. It's a competition, all this stuff. And some of them, they'll be working on blowing this piece of glass and it will break. Like the piece that they've been working on for like two hours will just break. And if you watch the show, especially in the first few episodes, you you really see it. And I 
respect and appreciate this so much. When the piece breaks, they don't go straight into making the next piece and trying to remake what just broke. Like they are feeling overwhelmed and they're also feeling physically overwhelmed because there's so much heat in there. But anytime somebody's piece broke, they would stop, they would walk outside and they would get fresh air. They were easing their overwhelm. They were making that space to cool down, literally and figuratively. They were making the space to cool down so that when they came back in, they could come back in from a different state of mind, not from a state of mind that's overwhelmed, that is like thinking about the pressure and the failure and all this stuff. They would literally leave the space they were in, collect themselves and then come back in. So that is like the perfect example of making space to cool down. And like I said, like whether you're dealing with the bad or not, like this is so crucial because it helps keep you more level-headed. And then, I mean, this really kind of ties into this making space to cool down because I do suggest doing this, um, you know, and let's, I'm going to give you another example really quick because I want because we're talking about making small moments. So let's say you're in a situation where you can't leave the space, right? So like I was talking to somebody and they're like, I'm sitting at a desk. I've got people coming in front of me. I got the phones ringing. I'm in the middle of doing this, like writing stuff down. So making space to cool down could literally be you telling the person in front of you like, hey, hold on a second. And then putting the pen down and just kind of like not moving for a second, like literally just making space from what you're doing, like putting the pen down, not speaking to another person and just taking a moment to like make that space and maybe do some breaths, you know, where you're like, okay, this is my space to cool down. You can even say that like, this is my space to cool down because I am in control. I've got this time mantras to everything because they're great. Um, so that's how, that's how small these moments can be. But I do suggest if you can leaving the physical space, because I think that helps a lot. Um, hiccup, then, then what, you know, you can do the next small moment that you can make is really creating a plan of action. And again, that could be something as small as putting the pen down, blah, 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 and going, okay, I took my breaths and now I'm going to finish writing what I was writing. I'm going to put my pen back down. I'm going to address the person in front of me and I'm going to, you know, let the phone just ring for a freaking moment. Um, and that way you can basically start to organize your thoughts. Um, cause when you create a plan of action, then you feel that internal control again, you feel a little more relaxed again because everything's not running haywire. Everything's not exploding in your face. You now are creating a strategy, a plan of action, which it's one thing to create it, make sure you're also acting on it, of course, but you create this plan of action so that you can give yourself that sense of control back. Even if it's not like this massive, like grandiose plan of plan of action, if it's just like, here are the first three steps and then maybe I'll reset. Maybe then I'll make some space again, create another plan of action. You can chunk it up. You can spread it out. Um, But that is really going to help you regain that internal control and help you feel less of that overwhelm because you're like, okay, I've taken a breath. I've given myself some space mentally, maybe physically. And now I've got this plan of action going. And then the last one I want to recommend to you, which is really fun. And I did this the other day. And it sounds, sound, might sound weird, but I like to call it an intentional zone out. 
Um, Because have you ever noticed that sometimes when we get really overwhelmed, I don't know if you do this, I used to do this a lot, especially when I was younger, but I would, I would just zone out. Like I would just stare at something and my mind would just go blank. And people could like wave their hand in front of my face and I was just like gone for, for like a solid minute. I would just zone out and I really think that was my brain's way of just being like, pause, we need to take a break. You need to like ease off for a second because I wasn't, I wasn't coping with this stuff well. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't intentionally zoning out. So my body had basically started doing it for me because it was like, you need to just shut your brain off for two seconds so we can get back to some kind of sense of normal, whatever that is. Um, so an intentional zone out, I'm going to give you a little, little process on how to do this. And I'll give you an example of how I did it the other day. Um, I was sitting there working and I was kind of feeling blocks on what I was writing. It just wasn't flowing. So I looked up and I stared out at the pool that was outside the window. And there's like a waterfall going into the pool. So basically you want to start with getting, getting present. Okay. So Apparently, I was feeling a little overwhelmed trying to write what I was trying to write, even if it was on a pretty minor scale. Um, and so I decided, okay, I'm just going to like break away from this, right? I made some space by just redirecting my focus elsewhere. Um, and I got present and I was like looking at that water and I just started describing it. And when you get present, it really is about just noticing all the little details um, of what's in front of you. So when I was watching this water, I was like, that is water that's a liquid. It's fluid. It's splashing. It looks blue. Um, it's falling down. It's crashing into the other water. And then it kind of led me into like, oh, that's so cool. How many words you can use to describe one thing. And so I kind of switched my present from noticing the details of it to all the words you could use to describe it. And I was like, okay, you know, again, it was like crashing, fluid, wet, splashing, you know, all these things. I just kind of let my mind go on this tangent of like, whoa, look at this, like just on a freaking waterfall, dude, <laughs> on a waterfall. And then I switched it into going into gratitude. So after I got present, after I really kind of got my mind away from what I was on and really focused it on the present moment of what was happening in front of me, which was this waterfall falling. That's just what I picked. It was what was there. You can pick a leaf blowing in the wind. I don't know. You can pick anything. You can do it with your own hands. You can just like sit there and just like start describing your hands. Like you can use anything literally. But then I went on a gratitude tangent and I was like, I'm so grateful that I get to live in a place where there's this flowing water. I'm grateful that, you know, I get to see this. I'm grateful that I have the vision to get to see this. I'm grateful that I can sit here and imagine the sound. I'm grateful that I'm taking the time to calm myself down. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, so you just kind of go on this gratitude tangent. And then once you do that, you kind of just are like, okay, I'm ready to come back because by the time you're into gratitude, then you're feeling a whole lot freaking better. Um, and, and really that one is more about the relaxing. That one is going to get you like really relaxed. Um, and again, that's going to really give you that internal control where you're like, okay, I've got this. And again, you can swap it, switch back to the task, you know, and give yourself a mantra of like, okay, writing this is so easy. This is super easy. And as soon as I did that, then I like cranked out what I was writing. Like it was nothing. 
So those are kind of the ways I want to give you right now to really help you ease that overwhelm, be really intentional with making those small moments so that you can start feeling more of that control. You can start feeling more relaxed. Um, And if you're dealing with like some intense emotions and that is what's overwhelming you, um, rather than it being external or situational, if it's really the emotions that are overwhelming you, especially if you're dealing with the bad, um, do please go to www.simplyolly.com slash control. Um, I basically am giving you one of the frameworks that I actually teach in the first module of my program that is all about action um, in Beat the Bad. And it's a basically just a strategy for you to do. It's called a five-minute break. And it's going to help you move through and process an emotion um, in five freaking minutes. Um so that it's not overwhelming you, so that it's not taking control of your life. So if that is where you're at, definitely go check out that resource. And all the links that I've mentioned will be in the show notes in the in the, the description thing. You know what I'm talking about. Um, and again, if you are a determined woman looking to beat the bad because you really want to have more happiness, have more energy. If you love helping other people, but you realize that you're spending so much time helping other people and you don't know how to help yourself and it's just become draining and gosh, you just want to get to that light at the end of the tunnel. You're like, it's got to be better than this. Life has to be better than this. Then definitely make sure you get on the wait list for Beat the Bad when the doors open later this month and you will be the first to know when they do. So that is at www.simplyolly.com slash BTB because you can also learn um, more about the program there. So you can kind of read into it, read more about what it's about, the structure of it, all that good stuff. Um, there's also like questions, Q and, common Q&As um, that are answered there as well. So yes, I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope that if this really was helpful for you, you'll go ahead and screenshot it, share it on Instagram and tag me at the real simply Ollie and just share, share a little wisdom nugget that you pulled from this episode. You know, which one of these are you going to do short meditation with mantras, making space to cool down, creating a plan of action, intentional zone outs? Which one do you want to try? I want to know. So definitely share it or even just tell a friend so that if they're feeling overwhelmed, they can learn how to navigate it too. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep staying simply awesome. I'll keep staying simply Ollie and I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye.